Hello, my name is Brandy Hofer. Welcome to Color Me Happy Community. I am so happy to have you here. I'm currently on vacation uh, for the first time in two years, which is fantastic. A real one with an airplane. But I am with my kids. Uh, so is it a vacation? No, it is. Uh, we've done lots of hiking and seen the ocean, and it's been absolutely wonderful. Yeah? Um, Yeah, so in this episode, we have Verna Brown. She's an amazing artist, and we talk about um, imposter syndrome, so how she didn't feel like she was allowed. Oh, my gosh. They're in your room. In your room. Why don't you go look? Yeah, Daddy is sleeping. How come we've been up so long? Anyway, uh, imposter syndrome. So she never felt like she uh, almost like deserved to be in the art world. And we talked about that and her overcoming it. And she definitely shouldn't have it because she's so talented, so ambitious, so driven and willing to learn absolutely anything. And uh, I just always... Yeah. I'm so in awe of her, her drive and willingness to learn and uh, willingness to find community too and work with other people and she's just like one of those people who the sun kind of follows around she's so positive and so beautiful so I know you'll really enjoy this episode be sure to uh, check out and join our sketchbook project so this is free and we've been posting it in our community and um, on our blog, you can find all the steps at once, or you can find the daily, uh, like every second day, we'll call them daily cues of the next activity to do. And you can be an artist, you can be um, a person who's not an artist, <laughs> who just wants to get creative, you can be young or old, or it really is for everyone. It's super approachable and really fun. And and I've done some terrible things and I've done some great things in my sketchbook. So there's definitely no pressure and we want to hear from you. We want you to share them. We want you to feel free to, to message anytime um, and feel free to join our free community as well. Um, feel free to free, 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 free. Uh, yeah, enjoy this episode and um, we'll talk to you when I get back from holidays. We're good. We're golden. Hello. Hello, Verna Brown. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited um, because you're so amazing and I've had the pleasure to get to know you, not in person, but online over the course of what? It's got to be almost three years now. Yeah, I was looking back at some numbers and I can't believe we've been meeting for three to four years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. Quick. Oh my gosh. And just to think like back then when I was afraid to send an email to subscribers, I just remember specifically in that group, I was, everyone's like, yeah, email. So like sending emails is really important. I was like, oh, it's kind of like uh, the worst. Yeah. Now it's obviously a normal thing. Uh, it's normalized in my practice, but yeah, thank you. Um, so I want to talk about how we met because we're talking about it already. Uh, we met through Thrive when Thrive, um, yeah, so anyway, we met through Thrive. Uh, Thrive, you can still be a member and of uh, their community, just not in the same way that we were. 
I don't think that's available any longer, but we stayed in our group because we all clicked really in a lovely way. And um, yeah, those connections and finding your tribe and your people are just like so important, especially because, you know, you can say, I was afraid to send an email and my, my friends and my people who have been with me the whole time are like, no. And, and it's just like the amazing amount of support and people who have similar uh, interests as like you do. Yeah. So Verna, you, I want to learn, well, for everyone else, I already know, but you are an artist based out of BC. So just, yeah, talk a little bit about yourself, where you're from and your practice. Well, um, you mentioned being afraid to be in the group uh, when I, uh, afraid to send emails. When I started out uh, selling art, and I started my business, actually just celebrated our fifth year uh, birthday as a business. And um, I was terrified. I was terrified to even join the group because who did I think I was? I'm not, I'm going to join a group of artists. <laughs> well, um, behind you, like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. No, yeah. you're amazing just to learn that artists are just people, right? Mm -hmm. They're just people creating really cool stuff and contributing to the world. That was another thing to realize was that, you know, it's not just a business, we're contributing to the world. And anyway, what I do, um, mostly my business is custom pet portraits, which you can see some behind me now. Um, I paint wildlife and I use a lot of different mediums when I'm not doing commissions. I get to mess around with watercolor and ink and glazing. And I have all kinds of different subjects that I paint when I'm not doing the pet portraits. So anywhere from abstract to I've done sports equipment. I mean, what a funny thing to paint, right? Just sports equipment. But it's really neat when you can start painting textures and different colors and light and shadows. Sometimes the subject doesn't even really matter. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I just, I like that I get to paint. I like that my business pays for itself and I'm not spending all my money on art supplies anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoy being part of the community too. I've done a couple of murals and that really exploded into more of a community involvement. And that has been a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, murals are are a fun thing to get into, although like very like they come with their own set of challenges for sure. Um, <laughs> just like, first of all, blowing something up large scale is always yeah. a challenge, right? And and figuring out how to make it uh, stay on a wall, just like yeah. things you think about. They're like, oh, yeah. So and sometimes I want to have like. Um, one of the uh like kevin leto he's he's a muralist and he does these like giant portraits like he has one of leonard cohen in montreal and i just like i know the techniques because i myself have done like a portrait on a 40 foot wall but it's like a 200 foot high wall and i'm just really genuinely curious and i don't think you can get really an exact like i know some people do doodle grids and big grids but it's different when you're on a crane and you're a foot from the wall with your face and to know where you are. Like right. I just can't wrap. When you're painting an eyelash that's a half a foot thick, that's yeah, just yeah, you're like, where am I? And what am I doing? Like, really, it's, it's something it takes 
a special person or I don't know, like I have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> so many questions. I want to have a, I'm going to say that out in the universe. I want to have a muralist who like we've done, um, you know, community. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, when you get but, to uh, murals that size, you're, you're looking at a whole team. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. A lot of them, um, uh, who's the one from BC too? There's a, yes, like it's her and her husband. And yeah, it's like someone does the digital, like, like the math about it and how, how it's going to be. Or yeah, like sometimes cities hire like to, uh, big teams from like Spain or something to come in and do, you know, in three days or something, do their building. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely its own industry uh, for sure. And it's so cool. It's so cool, but I'm really proud of you for taking it on. It's, it's, uh, I, they're colorful. You, you're doing a great job. Like, um, were you scared taking that initial step? Yeah. When my friend, uh, Sonia from Forever Yours Lingerie asked me to do the first mural, um, that's not where I operate. I operate in my studio on canvas and that I knew would be a whole different kind of paint, different size brushes and being in the outdoors painting in different weather. Um, but my new mantra when I started the business five years ago was be afraid and do it anyway. Oh, <laughs> so nice one. I said, you know what, I'll, I'll do it. We'll see what happens. And it turned out amazing. I was able to paint it in my yard. So we painted on panels and uh, attached them to the fence, painted the whole thing there. I did it by grid work, which uh -huh. is not how I normally operate. I usually use a projector um, and just freehand sketching. So this was a whole different process. Again, uh -huh. totally different paint, dries super fast in the sun. And I painted in yeah. the heat of the summer. So yeah, big sombrero. Get a little grass in there. Right. I've been outside this summer and I was like, fucking grass. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was just like, but it, yeah, it was just like my kids are outside, so I had to finish some yeah. stuff outside. But yeah, and you it's know, stuff you don't think about. And I treated it like a canvas. I treated it like uh I treat my canvases that I wouldn't let after my husband mounted it to the fence, I wouldn't let him touch it again because he would get it dirty or mark it or scuff it. Yes. But then we had to take it down and transport it to the location. So I had I had wrapped each of these four by eight boards that I painted hours and hours on. I wrapped them in um, pool noodles and furniture blankets. And I get down to the site and we're offloading them from the truck. And the guy is there. He's put the framework on the building so that he can attach the panels. And he's dirty and grubby. He's been working. <laughs> he's just manhandling these I panels. And he's putting drill oh. drilling holes into it wherever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh yeah, the nightmare, right? Of like the finishing the finished product is yeah. like it's something else. Um, <laughs> you know, in your but mind, it was no longer like, my oh, mural. Yeah, I'll just put it up there; it'll be fine. And yeah. then, like the actual hole, it is. It's like oh, it's so much stress. Well, you're you're giving your baby to the world, and it's public oh, art. Yeah. So once yeah. I delivered it. It now belongs to the community and the commissioner, and they get to do with it whatever they like. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I mean, 
it looks great. I was so worried that all those little marks they were making were going to show up, but you don't see that when you're far away taking your photos and stuff of murals. You don't see that minute marn no. that's on it. No. Yeah. Uh, no, people don't notice as much as, as much as you think, obviously, <laughs> that they're going to, like, you hope they don't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then you did some this summer too, this past summer, didn't you? You did some more. I worked with a muralist in Langley here, Judy Pohl, and her and I, well, she is the person I asked, hey, I'm doing this mural. I don't know what I'm doing. And she was willing to share some of her knowledge. And we, we really clicked. Um, and she started doing a couple murals, asked me to come and help. And oh, great. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I did the the SPCA, sorry, it's the Surrey Animal Shelter. They had um, a museum donate these giant cement dinosaur eggs from their dinosaur show. And they put these dinosaur eggs at the end of the driveway to the entrance of their facility. And we got to paint um, pets, pet portrait style on these giant eggs. Oh, that's we did. Really cool. It was really cool. <laughs> Yeah, Again, being hard. part of the community, when I stop in yeah. to make my monthly donations, everybody who works there knows who I am. Mm -hmm. They're really happy to see Only me because they, yeah, they see the art every day when they come to work. They come in. That's the first thing they see. Yeah, it's it's just like a way of spreading joy. And it means a lot to children, too. Like, it's a really good example in the community to children. Like, yeah. just see that, you know, you can express yourself and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and that's a way you can be involved in your community. Like it gives them just like that other option of, yeah, um, expressing themselves. So it's so great. Um, yeah. So also we, we have some, some other women too, that are in our group in there. They're so great. And so how important do you think it is to have that consistent connection with other female creatives? I missed a little bit what, of what you were saying, Brandy. I said, how how is it, how um, important is it to your practice to um, consistently meet with other female creatives? Oh, you know what? I didn't realize how important that was going to be until COVID happened, and we all got distracted, and we've had I've had to miss some of our meetings, but it has changed. Uh, my drive and my incentive being separated a little bit from our group um it's it gets you going like it's uh -huh. almost like a cheering squad like you can do it we like what you're doing let's see more of this or more of that um yeah we're all just people do your thing although all those messages that you get from meeting regularly uh i haven't been getting that and i notice because i've been missing some of the meetings um everything is slowed down yeah yeah I know that's, that's why it's like, oh my gosh, keeping me on track <laughs> it's true and and not only that is a lot of times like you get this weird message and and you're like someone from your group or someone you met like told someone else about you and yes. you know what i mean like oh i heard from bushra bushra is one of the people in our group who is a part of many groups yes <laughs> which is very active in so many art groups. And so like, yeah, she she's like, oh, have you heard of? And she's always so um, open about sharing and, and lifting others up, which I really, really love. And you get a real sense of that 
when you're in those communities? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you think your practice is mostly um, like a lot of your time has take is taken up by your, your pet portraits, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And do you enjoy that aspect? I do. You know, I go through moments like you were talking about where you want to get away from commissions and I go through periods like, oh, if I didn't have to paint three more dogs this month, I could get back to the sports series or to the watercolor yeah. or do some more inks. And then it's funny because then I'll if I don't have some orders, I start to miss it. Uh -huh. And I'll get an order and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so much fun. You get to read the stories because all of my customers have to send me a story. So that helps That's me choose cute. the colors. So it's yeah. funny. Careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And it does, it does uh, like provide some consistency too to your practice, right? Like it makes you show up. And I feel yes. like that's the, the hardest step is to any sort of um, self-motivated or self-employed position is that is the biggest feat is for people to consistently show up. Um, yeah. Like I, I set a personal goal of writing for 15 minutes a day and for to finish my book and it's really challenging it actually like it sounds like nothing but it really is i'm just like i owe my book uh an hour and 45 minutes now <laughs> right it's it's just like it it gets you in even if even if you don't feel like it you you develop a routine do you have a routine that you use uh not in the last year <laughs> but i used no, to I we need to have a meeting we do <laughs> I mean, that's why I say thank goodness for the pet portraits for Christmas, because it ignited that, okay, you have to reinstall your routine. So mm -hmm. because I work a day job, I had a routine of I come home from the day job, I make my dinner, do a little bit of housework, and then I have a rest, whether that means literally having a nap or just a little bit of downtime with TV or, you know, playing with the cats, just mellow out. Um, and then it's at least three hours in the studio every evening. And then the weekends were as many hours as I could get in the studio. I, I did. Uh -huh. So not having that routine for just about over a year, really, I got to start over fresh because now I have my Christmas orders. I'm like, oh, you've got to reinvent that whole routine before the routine was just like breathing. It's just uh -huh. what I did day after day. And now, oh, I got to wait. You got to get down in that studio. You're an hour late. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's funny how easily you can fall out of it. Um, I know when I was doing, yeah, commission so hard that if I was doing something else at night, I don't have those hours at night anymore. Like my kids don't yeah. go to bed all at seven. It was very nice. And it was very, <laughs> uh, it was great, but it no longer happens because I go to bed about eight, eight thirty. <clears throat> so um by that time i'm like toast yeah my friend my studio manager says we turn into pumpkins we turn into that's what she says i don't know it's a cinderella reference that doesn't make sense but she's like i'm a pumpkin by nine <laughs> um yeah and it really is uh but if i didn't show up in the studio at night i would hear music because i always listened to music while i painted so if i wasn't here i would still start hearing like if I had been listening to like Feist's new album I would start singing and hearing Feist in my head it's yes. so weird how like 
you know, your you body creativity and, and your, and your mind craves it almost like it's really, it's really good for you. Um, yeah. I was burnt by the end of all that though. I was burnt out. And like you said, that's why I had decided to, um, I knew it was a long time coming and talking about it for years, um, how I needed to slow that down and find a different creative outlet. Um, and just, yeah, fall in love with paint. Not that I fell out. It's just, I needed to fall in love with painting for me again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it is a lot of communication with others and, and, and stuff like that. So, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't say no. I just don't say that I do it so much, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, and I like the odd ones that roll in. Like I got one from Hawaii and I was like, how did she even hear about me? Like, it's so weird, but, yes. um, she had, do you know the bird's papaya? I've heard this. Yes. The bird Why papaya is a woman. Uh, she's, she, her name is Sarah and she, uh, is from Canada too. And she, um, promotes like a positive body image. Um, and so I had sent her an, an original artwork of her and her baby because she had like postpartum body, like she freely shares definitely like every postpartum moment and it's beautiful. So I had painted it and this woman from Hawaii saw it. <laughs> and it's so crazy how, how some, like neat things can happen yeah that's why i haven't said like i'll never do one ever again but i really enjoy those moments that the universe kind of throws at me and um they are special to people too right yeah. do you find that that like people really treasure these things yeah i have a couple of people who have actually taken my art and turned them into tattoos and... oh my gosh so cool me too yeah. but i didn't i was like what? i know <laughs> i didn't <laughs> I mean, to know that your art moved somebody so much that they want to put that on their body. Yeah, your art is a little more tattooable than mine, though. It was just really like an, an odd medium for because mine's so like random marks and like yours, I think, yeah, would bode well as a tattoo. <laughs> mine was a bit surprising. Nothing against the tattoo artist or anything, but I was like, whoa, interesting. Nice. Yeah. But it but it's one of those things where you you're going along and you're thinking, well, I'm just doing my own ordinary thing. It's not special. And mm. then you have that person who like you're like, it must be special if someone from Hawaii is contacting me. It must be special if somebody wants to put it on their body. That, it must be very I hope so. Yeah. Hope so, so right. It is amazing little trip. reminders. Yeah. I feel like every month you should kind of like go over your month almost and write down the kind of like weird, really amazing parts of, you know, cause I, especially now at this time of year, I have a hard time. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm having a hard time with like negative self-talk and it's like, give yourself a break. And I feel like it would be really helpful to, you know, write down a few of the cool things that have happened in the last month and the last few months or the last year. And you're, and I think it would set you back on track, right? Like, cause there are really special things that we do and it is a, it's a great gift to have. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool at yeah. the end of the day. I mean, it's one thing to, to love doing your craft, but then you, it's, that's sometimes the fuel. 
-hmm. is mm -hmm. the compliments or knowing what your art is doing in the community and what what effect you're having that's beyond your own little world. Um, I mean, we're going to paint regardless. We're going to color things regardless. But we do, I, I don't know about all the other artists, but I like get that little cherry every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's a part of who you are. Um, and it ebbs and flows and it, it's always, it's changing. Like you can't expect it to stay the same. It changes with you, right? Yeah. So you use, do you still do markets? I haven't done a market since COVID. Yeah. Um, I don't miss them. No. I, I, I thought I was going to miss them. I, I've been getting orders from people. Most of my orders over the last year and a half have been return customers or friends and family of previous customers. And every day when I look at the numbers, when I'm sending out an invoice or putting in a payment, the business part of it, I'm so grateful for my customers because that they're keeping me going mm -hmm. for exactly what we talked about earlier. If, if, if not for the money to keep the business itself going, but just that order that comes in, that makes me go back in the studio mm -hmm. because just getting in the studio, working on a commission or an order, or even pulling out some cards or some prints that somebody may want. I'm back in the studio and I'm looking around, I'm getting little, little bits of ignition, like, oh, I got to get those watercolors out. Oh, my chalks. I haven't touched those in ages. What about those oil sticks? And you get inspired. <laughs> Just yeah. in the room. It is. It, it does like click on kind of. Um, yeah. it, and and I, I always, when I get in here, I'm like, okay, put on your music because that's just gonna, you know, it's like another creative, someone else's creative medium kind of like feeding yours. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a professor actually, see, I'm in my Red Deer College. I had a professor so old. I'm not so old. My shirt's getting older. Um, it's back in style. We talked about that. It's back in style. So I've held on. I got it out of a memory box. I was like, hmm. Um, yeah. So my old uh, David Moore, David Moore. Yeah. He was an art, Alberta artist in Calgary. I'm not sure if he's still um, at RDC. Uh, but he said he couldn't listen to music because it so affected him and his practice that he would get so wrapped up in all the music that his paintings would just like, he, he couldn't keep control of it. And I just thought, oh, yes. I love that element that you're kind of out of control and you're like, you know, inspired by someone else and, and their yes. mood and their words or how they decide to put those 12 notes together. Um, I, I feed off that. Um, I just like, could I mean, everyone's different, but I just could never understand that when he said, I was, I was like, yeah, okay. But yeah, everyone's so different. Like, oh, we are. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There you're, you're kind of back now. Well, okay. So since I'm back, I also listen to music when I paint. Okay. But I can't listen to podcasts when I paint. Interestingly, because in our group, you guys were all we're all sharing the latest podcasts that we listen to that inspire us to create and learn more about having art as a business. So what a great way to learn and create at the same time. But I cannot listen to the podcasts when I'm painting. Yours in particular, I should tell you, your podcast always makes me cry. Oh, no. 
Sorry. There's always a moment in there where you get really real, and I'm like, oh, I can't cry and paint, Brandy. <laughs> but I can listen to your podcast when I'm not painting. No, I can't listen to podcasts when I'm painting. Uh, or even like working, like if I'm writing or anything, like it's just like not happening. Yeah. That's why I only can listen to them if I'm driving, which doesn't happen very often. Like if I'm going somewhere. So I don't really get to listen to a whole lot of podcasts, um, unfortunately, but uh, it, it it's the best way to kill time on a drive. Like it keeps you aware it's it's so awesome um yeah mine i didn't know what made you cry so much so sorry <laughs> oh, no. i'm starting to i decided because i have like moments of like i just have something to say and i'm going to call them the rogue episodes um where <laughs> i just like because i tend to go off but uh just reading passages from my book and and you know inspiring people to yeah see their everyday ordinary is extraordinary don't apologize for it It just makes you more real that's yeah you know that's that's part of the whole um don't not letting the term being an artist be so intimidating it's just mm -hmm. everyday people who cry on their podcast and tell funny stories and they happen to make art it they don't have yeah. to be intimidating. You can learn no. from each other. Don't avoid other artists because you're intimidated because you have so much to learn from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, a lot of us, a lot of people, if you have some a question for them, they'll answer it. Like I answer every email, every message. Um, so you just have to think that there are other people out there who who are that kind and and they they yeah, they are just working at it bit by bit every day yeah. just like you are they're trying to figure stuff out too it's just a different bag of marbles i don't know if that's a saying <laughs> i think the other thing, everyone i think the other thing to remember as an artist is that when another artist is approaching you they're not necessarily trying to learn all your secret techniques so that they can you know undercut you it, no. Usually, usually the questions from other artists are, how do you find the time? Like, how do you organize your bills? How do you know what shows to go to? How yeah. often are you applying? It's not about stealing your technique. And no, I think that, that although we do have one friend who did have a horror story, but that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> uh, that's actually the only time I've ever heard someone do that. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but y yeah, I mean, it 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 is like we're all just trying trying to learn and i i love that sense of community that a lot of creatives have and are so open and honest about it it's it's great it's lovely yeah, yeah. um daniel kreisa is daniel kreisa the jealous curator yes i'm pretty i think it was her who said she watches uh she watches netflix and she watches movies while she paints in her studio all day. I couldn't believe that when I heard it. That might have been on a podcast or something. I'm just like, how on earth could, and you know, it's just her kind of version of like chilling in white noise, right? Yes. I'm like, I can't even fall asleep when I, if I put on a movie at night, like I have to see to the very end. Like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's, there's no, like, I am super into movies. I have to see every and hear every moment and yeah that's interesting creative experience 
when I get a watercolor order or I'm in the mood to paint watercolor, I, I, that is equipment that I can actually take with me out of the studio and watch a movie or a sitcom. Oh, really? And so pay relaxing. Yeah. 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 yeah Mine's so expressive. Mine's such an ex like, it's so expressive, but well, clearly it needs a lot of space. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> so it's six footer behind me and the eight footer behind me. Yeah, yeah. Some things require space. And I could see, yeah, sometimes I've worked smaller and yeah, watercolor and like you can sketch and, and step a bit smaller. I remember I tried earlier when Gus was a baby to like do it in the living room on a tiny scale. So I'm just like, need to make something. <laughs> I need, I'm so sad. I wasn't sad. I was just like, you know, your first baby, you're lonely and underslept. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And it was a way of connecting to myself again. Yeah. Now it's like a lot crazier. There's no loneliness here. I'm so, so not alone at all. No. And you're busy. You. I don't know what happened um, I, a year after I met you in our group. Something happened. I don't know if it was after the baby was born or what, but you just seem to suddenly access all the ideas that are floating in the universe. And you were just like grabbing like eight at a time. And there was your suddenly, was, I can't tell you because it's a surprise, but we're launching it in a couple of weeks. I'm like, how many surprises does this woman have? <laughs> I have one I surprise a year. <laughs> I think that's why I'm crashing so hard right now is because I was on such a, like, I was so excited. Yeah. Um, obviously, some of those things didn't work. Some did work really great, and they were great surprises. And then, obviously, like a book, I'm still very excited about. It's just like a long-term project. Yeah. Much well, hey, longer than you think. And you mentioned, like, that's why you're ready to crash. But I just... Sarah Still is an artist. I purchased a piece of her art and I follow her on Instagram. She just posted this wonderful little um, quote that your quiet times are still part of your creating time. Yeah. Because you, you need that quiet time just to still things because you can start to feel really frantic and that's mm -hmm. going to show in your art. So that crash may be a good thing, right? That, oh, I'm just going to take a break now. I'm just going to be have some quiet Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, it, and it's just like uh, Katerina Popova, she said once to me, she's like, there is just a season for everything. And you just have to like, accept it and go with it and enjoy it. And, um, you know, because yeah, there's a season for where you feel like doing this, and you just don't feel like doing that. Yes. And, and yeah, I think I just I was so go, go, go for so long. It's just like coming off of something, right? Um, you're, you have been, you know, going off that for so long. You just used to how, yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard to explain, but. But um, being, being part of our community, having you in our group at a time where you were accessing and actually grabbing onto all those ideas was also feeding your group right? Mm -hmm. Because you're sharing your energy with us. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab an idea or two. If Brandy can grab onto eight, certainly I can grab onto two or three and see which ones manifest, right? Like to see other people doing it, it's like the two minute mile all over again. It's achievable. Mm -hmm. It's something you can do. It's really important part of being in that community. Yeah, it, for sure. It, it is. And there's, 
there and that's the biggest thing like you can do it why can't you why can't you there's no reason um it might take longer than you think or not definitely this is one thing it won't go the way you plan it <laughs> it won't it just won't uh just we have no control over that aspect but uh it's it's fun and you have to enjoy all that goes along along with it right you really have to enjoy uh, and then if you don't enjoy some of it, that's just not for you, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, I tried. And that's like, I'm finding with, we, I, one of my things was like, I'm going to sell stuff on Amazon. And I've been trying really hard for a long time. And maybe it's just not for me, right? right. Like I just, um, it's Amazon. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, and for some people and probably for some people who got in it at the proper time, like, I feel like it's, it's getting to the point where, um, it's flooded with larger companies that like, it's sure. hard for a small business, not that saying you shouldn't, and you shouldn't try to do something or sell yourself short. It's just like, um, for example, me selling a high end print makes sense from my website because all my other prints are a high-end print from the same market. But when you put it against a company who is able to mass produce thousands of, probably more than thousands of prints a day, when they sell them for 25% of the cost of yours and have it in that over flooded market of Amazon, it's just like yep. you're a very small fish in a very big sea. And you know, they have the ad spend money and they have like, it's just so many more elements that, you know, and you know, it's not to say you can't figure it out. I'm sure if you could, if you wanted to. I totally. Just, you I'm can, you know. Trying to figure that out. <laughs> I think it was too There's not, there's no shame in giving some things up because it leaves energy for something more important. Like I said, yeah. sorry, I want to hear what you have to say too. But I, I have, like I said no to something this week specifically. Um, and I just couldn't fit it in. It was like at a not good time for myself and my family. Um, it's a chaotic time of day. It was at a, like a very, the morning where we get everyone to school. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like, I really want to, I want to say yes. I usually say yes, but I just, I can't this time. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And that same time for the time that I did have, like once we get everyone to school an hour later, I got an opportunity for a mural meeting, like taking on a large scale mural and it came up just like right after I said no to something. So it's just like, sometimes it's okay to say no. And sometimes it's okay. And I, this is something I'm just learning is to like, yeah, let go of something that's maybe not working and sucking that energy that you need to, to do something great, something that you love, something that yeah. you can want to. Yes, absolutely. I want I interrupted you. Do you remember what you had to say? <laughs> we were talking about um, trying things and seeing if you like them or not. And sometimes you find that you didn't like them in, I wrote a book. I put it on um, Amazon and I didn't think I could do that, you know, but I just started writing. My friend challenged me. I just started writing this little book. I was between jobs and then self-publishing on Amazon Gosh. books and you have, you know, I'm not tech savvy, but 
there's a little bit of tech involved when you're accessing and uploading and downloading. And it's still there on Amazon. You can go buy it if you want. It's yeah. 99 cents. But <laughs> as it turns out, I was motivated by doing that because, wow, I really can do something that seems insurmountable and beyond your your technology skills. I could I could probably write another one and put it up there now that I know I've done it. It won't be so yeah it's scary those things are scary and you're right you need to do those things that are scary every day almost because you'll just you just don't want to you know later in life um think that i could have done that i know i could have and i just was a little afraid and i did it that's the worst feeling at least you can say you know i gave it a decent go right yeah. I yeah. tried very hard and maybe the next thing or maybe something. But again, when you do let something that go that is taking all that energy or you say you're working full time at a job and you really hate it, maybe that's something you should let go of too. I know it's hard financially sometimes, but it does make time and energy for those things or yeah. something might surprise you, you know, like a lot of things. So I did, like you said, I put like so many things out there and they, they led to places that I did not expect at all. And to nothing's in contract or in writing yet, but I think it's, lead, I think it's led to um, some career choices that I definitely um, will really fill my cup and be more important in a way that I never expected. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, impact other people's lives. And, uh, sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> I couldn't hear what you said. <laughs> okay. I will say it again. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're always listening. <laughs> so great. Um, but it is, I, and there's another thing I can't say because it will be a surprise. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think that it yeah will really be fulfilling and a, and and fit into my life right now with my children in a in a way that that uh, will be so good good for myself and the community. So I'm really excited and I can't say more about it. Uh, and I'd love to. And I'm sure one day <laughs> everyone will hear it. And maybe by the time I put this out, I can shoot it to the world but um it's funny where like for example my course like I knew putting my course out like it was a really beautiful course and it is it's still there it's really beautiful and I knew that I didn't have the learning audience because along the time when I made it I was like no fear I'm gonna do whatever I want and but you do have to think about in long term how you're going to execute it uh in terms of marketing in yeah. terms of putting your energy into something and having a way to sell it. So my audience loves to be inspired, but do they want to learn this specific topic? So that was something I didn't think about. So by the time it was ready, I was like, e, I, if I'm going to launch this, I am so aware that I don't have that learning audience set up yet. Yet. Like not saying that it won't be there, but I don't have like, yeah, it's just not where my audience is at. They they like prints, they like custom art, and they like B 
being inspired by my narrative and story, they might buy my book, hence why I'm writing a book, but maybe they, they probably, you know, and so and I'm like, but it's really great. And I did it anyway. And it didn't sell like a hot cake or anything, but it didn't do poorly. And the thing is, it made me do a course. It made me learn about how to market it. It made me learn, like it was, it made me put together something educational and that whole process too. And then I was contacted by the Milan Institute because of that course. And then they really want to be involved with, you know, my teaching style and, and, and engage with that audience that I have. And so that was something unexpected. Unexpected that happened because I'm like, I feel like I should do this. I know maybe financially it won't pay off, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yes. yes. So, and it took a few months for that to happen. So I was like, oh, okay, so I did that. Cool. <laughs> and you know, yeah, so you don't always know, but you don't know when I did those eggs for the um, Surrey animal resource center. Um, it inspired a teacher in town because her and her class were doing pet portraits. Mm -hmm. Cute. So they visited the um, Animal Resource Center to get pictures of the animals there. And then the students would paint the animal that they took the pictures of. And while they were there, they saw the eggs, the portraits on them, the murals on them. They went inside and the people told them, told her who I was. So she, instead of teaching her class about how to paint animals abstract, slash realistic with crazy colors like I do, why not let somebody who's already doing it teach the kids? So she invited me to come and teach these high school students how to paint animals. Well, I don't, I'm not a teacher. I never took any art classes. I've been learning here in my studio by myself, but it was really cool to go in, take a bunch of my art, talk to all these young people, see them, see that some of them are really inspired by what I do and actually be able to teach them a little bit. I had no idea that was on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I bet you were good at it too. I I don't know. I think that they, they put out, well, I got to be involved in the aftermath because they sent me pictures of all their oh. artwork and how much money they raised for the, the center by selling them. They had a little auction. Um, teach high school students how to paint? No, that's okay. <laughs> but I got to go do it and... Exactly. That was cool. That is, and you impact it. And you know what? I bet a lot of those students will remember that for the rest of their right. lives. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Bruna, so why I wanted to have you on it specifically is because you are a self-taught artist and you've gone at this um, just kind of, you just, it's really brave, your journey. And <laughs> it's so inspiring. And you always, yeah, you have that ability to say yes, even though you don't know where it will lead and you don't know exactly why you're doing it. And <laughs> yeah, so I, I just love that part of your story. And I remember in our group when you were like, well, I don't have my degree. And I just, I would just kind of almost get mad. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're doing I remember that. a great job. You don't, you just don't need it. Yeah. Um, there's just so many ways you can learn now uh, just through experiencing it. Um, I mean, I'm not discounting education. There are some that I learned and that can people can learn. And I know, I think the Milan Institute has a course that you can do in a year. Like they put like four years into one, which is wow. crazy. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to hear more about what they do. But uh, it's it's 
Uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I think I've learned more through life, you know, um, about the realities of the way it all works and not saying I know everything I'm learning every day, but yeah, uh, definitely. Well, I, I love your bravery. Thank you. And I think that we learn in, we um, are living in a time where uh, we don't have to necessarily rely on universities and, and colleges to get the education, like, you know, how to mix colors, the scientific part of it. Right. Because uh -huh. look at the internet and all these creators, artists are sharing their technique. We'll, um, you can pay monthly, you can pay by course, some of them are sharing it for free, but you can learn color mixing online. You don't, I'm not, I'm not taking away from going to university or anything like that. I really, you know, there's lots of courses and things I would still like to go and learn. Uh -huh. um, but I think we're living in a time where the venues of getting that education are, are more diverse. Yeah. And, and, you know, and financially for someone to attend a university or anything like that, like that's, you know, years of your life. That's a lot financially when you could probably be balancing life and your education. And it just makes more, more sense. I mean, when you are young, it is a learning experience too. And time it feels different for sure. Um, but uh, to start being an artist, I don't think you have to wait. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. if you want to be a creative in any sort of medium, you just, you can start. And that's yes. the crazy, fun, like really exciting part of it. Huh, Absolutely. I think it's never too late to start learning. No, it's not. <laughs> anything. anything you want. There's master classes and cool things and books and you know always ways to learn yes. um okay i have to go because uh everyone's <laughs> i see you have emerging, a guest yeah emerging from their camps and naps and my time is up that's how it works but i it was so nice to see you verna and so nice to chat um always it's lovely to see you. you're such a bright light thank you brandy for having me and we didn't oh. cry We'll have to cry no, next sorry. time. I, yeah, I didn't cry. No one cried. Um, I have a final question sponsored by Red Bicycle Communications, the lovely ladies of. Um, it is, I want you to just, it's called A Day in the Life. And uh, I want you to describe your ideal, perfect day. Just one day. Really? Yeah. Would you believe it doesn't even include art? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, any anywhere on a tropical beach in, and being in the water uh, with a margarita, people I love, that would that's an ideal day. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I've days. been dreaming of the ocean. It's funny because I'm on the prairies in a landlocked province, but I sometimes dream of the ocean just being in it. I got. Yeah. I gotta get. A, I gotta. Get, I gotta sell a course to get my island uh, cabin or villa. It's gotta happen. Yeah, yeah. I'll I, buy it. I feel that the baby is sleeping, so we have to be super quiet. Okay. Um. Everyone can find you uh, on Instagram and yes. your website. Yes. Right? At Verna Brown Art. Verna Brown Art dot com. Yes. 
and uh, at Verna Brown Art on Instagram. Correct. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. You got to check Verna out because like, if you're not on YouTube watching right now and you can't see what's behind her, you have to see them because they're amazing. And I have a Verna Brown piece in my home. It's a vagina. Yes. It's not a, no, it's not a vagina. It's a whole, um, it's a whole, it's a whole, a whole piece of, um, it's one of these. Yes. A labia? Labia? Yeah. I should know this. this is <laughs> and I have one of yours. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's actually my son's favorite painting, uh, in, in the, in our house. And you I sent a chain and he had it on his jacket. Oh, there's the baby. Um, okay. <laughs> and one time this little boy, they like, they all play in our garage and stuff. And one of the neighbor boys had it in his hand and I was like, Hey, come back here. What have you got there? And he's like, Oh yeah, I just got this from Superstore uh earlier. I was like, Did you get it from Superstore? You should have spot hours. <laughs> Superstore is selling labia keychains now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna talk to them. <laughs> the little boys love your paintings. Of um, course. I don't know what that says, but they're just so beautifully executed and done. And I love your style and the colors you use. And um, okay, I better go get that guy. I know you have a hard time saying goodbye at the end of I your do. show. I know. I okay, on the count of three, Brandy, you were sent you free to your family. <laughs> One, two, three. Okay, bye, Verna. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Red Bicycle Communications and Nouveau Laser and Aesthetic Center. We have our weekly skincare tip from Nouveau. Um, I'm going to do it again because enjoy the sun because I'm on vacation. It's sunny. Um, always protect your skin. We suggest multiple, multiple forms of protection when you'll be outdoors all day. And that's even when it's raining. Oh my gosh. I swear as soon as I started doing this, they just got louder. <laughs> of course, right? That's how it works. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so while you're enjoying the summer sun, make sure you cover up um, with hats and all that good stuff and sunscreen. I like the color science stuff because it has just like, it's like tinted and it has these like color matching beads, which is really cool. So it covers up like any under eyes or blemishes, which is like a bonus because I don't love makeup so much, especially as a busy mom. Um, be sure to again, check out our community and uh, share share the love, share, share what you're doing, share if you like these episodes, uh, feel free to message me anytime and reach out and make friends in our community and that's Color Me Happy Community on Facebook and we have the links in the, in the notes, the podcast notes, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go and continue enjoying my vacation uh, where I get no quiet time, basically. It's great. Oh, no.